0: Day from the topic made for more. Made for more. Would somebody look at your neighbor and, and listen, I want you to say this. If you really believe it, just look at somebody and just say, I'm made for more. Made for more. Look at another person and say, You are made for, more. made for more. The word more has many definitions, okay? It has many definitions. It it there are definitions like greater. Greater. Something additional, further, you see, everybody say greater, greater. something additional, additional. Further. further, you were made for greater, you may be doing great things, but there are greater things on the horizon, you are made for something additional, there's, 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 there's more to you than what you're currently able to see. I want to raise your faith level today. I do. I want to raise your faith level so that you can see the you that God sees. God sees you far differently from how you see yourself. Maybe your vision is too small. And maybe you need to begin to believe God for the greater. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm going further now. now. So just because you've seen me here for a while, at this current place, in this current position, or condition even, don't think that this is where I'm going to be for the entirety of my life. One of these days you're going to look for me. And I'm going to be gone, not to heaven, but further down the road. It's a conscious decision that we make to believe that God has created us for greater things. And that what we're doing now, if it's easy to you now, if you're flowing in it without any issue, if you can do it with your eyes closed, you are stuck. it's not until you're being tested until you're really doing something. Remember when you had to first learn how to do what you're doing. Remember how much faith it took. Remember how much prayer you put forth. Can I get any hands to go up? Uh, You you, you didn't, it was, see, it's time for you to get back to that place. But we say, no, pastor, I just got to the place where I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. Now you're coming in here trying to shake my life up. Telling me I'm supposed to go back to my place of uncertainty and uncomfortability. And I came to tell you that that's what God's calling you to. Lord. God's calling you to something greater. He's calling you to do something additional. And he's calling you to go further. Because this is what expansion is all about. Everybody say this with me. I'm made for more. But I'm made for more. more. I know that sounds like the same thing, doesn't it? Ah. I'm made for more, but I'm made for more. I'm made to do more, but I'm also made to possess more. I'm made to have more. I'm made to be more. I'm I'm made for more. Somebody say more. More. I'm made for more. Me, I'm made for more. I'm not supposed to be where I am. I'm not supposed to be stuck in a dead-end job. I'm not supposed to be stuck in a relationship with somebody that don't love me. I'm not supposed to be going through hell. That's not what God made me for. I got to make my mind up that if I'm ever going to get up out of this foolishness, that I'm made for more. Because as long as you're okay with where you are, then you will stay where you are, but you got to decide that if the situation don't change, baby, I got to change, and I got to put on a new frame of mind so I can get up out of here. If you don't like the life you got, then do something about it. We're calling on the Lord, change this, change that. God said, I put it in you to change some things. Expansion. Everybody shout expansion. Expansion. Here are our definitions on the screen. Expansion, aligning with God's vision and purpose. Not creating our own vision. Tap your neighbor and say, "Get get rid of double vision. Have you ever had double vision? I've been, hit so, I've been hit so hard sometimes on the football team, I saw two people. And I didn't know which one was the real one. Anybody know football player or something? You got your bell wrong. That's what they call that. Now they call it concussion protocol. But back in the day, we got up and played again anyway. We didn't know nothing about no concussion. We just kept moving. But see, see double vision is, is an issue because you don't know which one to go to. So now you have to choose between what's real and what's the mirage. And our vision could be a mirage, but God's vision is real. And maybe the thing that we want not working because that's not what God wants. So perhaps we need to come to the place where we want what God wants. So God, give me clarity. What have you made me for? What have you made me for? Nothing that's invented by a man tells the man what it's made to do. If you invented something and it said, I don't want to do that, then you'd probably destroy it. Because at that point, it becomes a monster. What did God make you for? What is it? What is it? What is it, what is it God? What God? What did God give you? What do you have? What are you, what are you working with? Because you're working with something. Don't sit there telling me you ain't got nothing. You got something. What did God give you? Why? What? Capacity. Somebody shout capacity. Yes. Capacity is faith to believe with action and again the ability to go for it so it is an active faith then cause, cause action goes with our faith that's what capacity is, it means I believe enough to go after what God said and then third there's expansion somebody shout expand? Uh, no it's territory it is the manifestation of the results that follow the alignment and the active faith, so when I get myself in alignment with God and his vision and I become, I become faithful enough to go after what God has promised then I can gain territory that means more room now, did we see did we see the sign? Did we see the symbol up there? Did we see the, 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 the cage with the person in it? That's a powerful picture, isn't it? Of of a of a cage, a, 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 a fence with someone locked in. And I remember when we went to uh, Bishop Jake's and he had an actual lion up on the stage I was completely and literally blown away I had two thoughts running through my mind number one that's amazing number two I pray I'm at the right church I pray that that lion don't get out of that cage But Bishop reveals something to us. Lions aren't made to be caged, they're made to be free. You shouldn't feel comfortable, bound. Because you're not made, watch this, to have limits. You're not made to be held down and restricted. God has made you. Somebody shouted for what? More. More. Genesis 1.26. I want to tell you first of all, I'm moving too fast. Let me slow down. You are made from a perfect pattern. You are made from a perfect pattern. Watch this, Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So you are made in the likeness and the image of the Most High God. And God has called you to have dominion because God has dominion, and God gave you what he has. Somebody say amen. amen. And you're supposed to rule, not be ruled over. The only, come on, the only thing that's supposed to rule over you is the Spirit of God. And everything else is supposed to be subject to you. So if you're being ruled over by sickness, if you're being ruled over by depression, if you're being ruled over by finances that are funny, it's time for you to take dominion. It's time for you to access your God-given power and begin to speak to things because Adam started doing what he saw God do. He saw God speaking, so he spoke. And so the Bible says whatever he called it, that's what it became. You got to understand the power that is in your tongue. you worrying about death, but baby, you got life. You worried about death? Death—the power of death—is in the tone. No, I come to tell you, the power of a life is in the tone. You can resurrect some stuff if you just say something about it. Somebody say to your neighbor, say something. Say to him, "Come on, I got to have some in the monitors. I can't hear myself, high school. I gotta learn to not just sit here and settle for what's happening in my life." So I got to stretch my faith now to believe that God called me to something better than this. And I'm not going to be satisfied with less. Somebody say amen. I'm going to be real quick, so you better hold on. Number two, the second thing I want to tell you, I just told you, you are made from a perfect pattern, right? You are made from a perfect pattern, not flawed at all. There's nothing wrong with God. Glory. Do both shy. But I also want to tell you that God is intimately acquainted with his creation. This is a mind-blowing scripture right here. Look at this scripture, Psalm 139, 13 through 15. Listen to what the psalmist says. I'm not going to read this fast. I'm going to read this slow. Uh -uh. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Now that's intimate right there. I will praise thee for I am, come on, fearfully, come on, and wonderfully made. Somebody shout, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, I might not be your size, but I'm still bad. I might not be your complexion, but I'm still beautiful. Ah! Yeah, I might not be your definition of beauty. I might not be your definition of smart, but I understand that God has fearfully and wonderfully made this, and this I know right well. So you ain't got to like it God does. Quit measuring yourself by other people's standards. God is the one that made you. And when I was a new Christian, they told me, God don't make no junk. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, God don't make no junk. No, baby, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God took his time with me. I wish I had. God took his time. I am a literal masterpiece. You don't understand it. But see, everybody doesn't know how to identify good art. So I understand that you don't know what you're looking at. Because if you don't know what good art is, then you can't identify it. So I ain't going to let you mess up my identity. I know that what God made is good. Whether you know it or not, somebody throw your hand hands up and shout. So maybe I wasn't an A student. Maybe I wasn't a B student. Maybe I didn't make the honor roll, but it don't make me dumb. It just means maybe I learned differently from you. Maybe I need to see some examples. Now, I might not be able to make it in a college class, but if you take me down to Savannah Tech, I'll... Because I learned by doing. I might not learn by hearing. See, you got to understand that just because you're not like somebody else doesn't mean that you are not somebody special. God did not make us to all be the same. So don't measure yourself against somebody else. Yeah! Absolutely! Because God made me. The only thing is, is that some kind of way I disconnected from what he made me for. And that's why I feel the way I feel. Because I'm not fulfilling my purpose. But boy, if I could get in my purpose. Or well, I let somebody tell me what to do. I let, I let somebody tell me, you look like that, so you ought to do that. Well, you look like a preacher. You look like, you sound like, you sing like. That don't mean you are. You ought to join me. You ought to do this with me. You ought to, no. God might have made me for something different. And if you want to know how something's used, it makes the most sense to go to the manufacturer. No, I'm, I'm sorry, I got off course. Excuse me. Where are we? Verse 14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Watch it. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. You made me in secret. That means you didn't have any uh, help From nobody else. So there was no input from somebody from the peanut gallery saying, make them that. God said, when I made them, I did it myself. And I designed you exactly as I wanted you to be in your mother's womb. Jesus. I had you covered when you were still a baby. In your mother's well, see the psalmist said, What you your, your, your relationship with me didn't begin when I got saved, but your relationship with me began when I was conceived in my mother's womb. God, you've been watching over me since then, Woo! Jesus. You've been watching over me, and you had a plan for me when I was still yet a fetus, when I was hooked to an umbilical cord. You had a plan for me. I had a destiny. I couldn't even speak. I couldn't move, but you had something in mind for me. God, help me here. And that's the thing that God is trying to get us to is that original purpose. I'm I'm getting off course. I'm getting off course. Y'all stay with me. My substance. Somebody shout my substance. What does the word substance mean? The word substance, if you look at a regular dictionary, it means the physical material from which something is made. That's what substance is. It is the physical material from which something is made. That's in the, that's in the natural realm, you understand? It's like the substance, like what this, what this is made of. Some kind of a plastic, a poly something. It's as flexible as plastic. It'll protect my phone if it falls on the ground. And it has fallen on the ground. Say <laughs> amen. And my phone came out all right because guess what? That's what they designed it. If I never dropped the phone, I'd never know how good it was. Oh, God. Oh, you, you got to catch that. If I, never, if, I, if I never dropped the phone, I'd never know it could protect it. <laughs> I'd be telling people it could, but I wouldn't really know. I'd be going by hearsay. But, but But the fact that I dropped the phone and the phone made it, I can say this case works. Oh, God, I just got a revelation. You might have gone through some of the stuff you went through so that you know what you got and that you know that it works. God, help me here. You didn't know how strong your faith was until it got tested. Oh, God, you didn't know that God had provided to you were broke. I wish I had somebody here to go on and be honest in here. You didn't know God will make a way until you needed a way made. But after he made the way, I bet you nobody can't tell you that God don't make a way. I bet you nobody can't talk you out of the fact that God will move in your time of need. Now, see, before you just knew something about it, but now you know about it. Touch your neighbor and say, I know what God can do. I know. I know what God can do. God, you ain't you trying to talk me out of it. Tell me it's a coincidence. There are no coincidences with God. God God did that. That check came in the mail on the day I needed it. It was just the amount I needed. And you trying to tell me the check was coming anyway? Well, you can believe that if you want to, but I believe God put that check in the box. Somebody shout, check's in the mail. Jesus. Somebody say substance, 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 substance. It is the ultimate reality. Watch this. It is the ultimate reality that underlies all outward manifestations and change. It is the ultimate reality that underlies all outward reality. Watch this. You looking at somebody, but you don't see all of them. Many of you look in the mirror at you, and you're still not seeing all of you. Because there's an ultimate reality that underlies what you see. What you see is not all there is. One of the favorite images we ever used up on the screen was an iceberg. More of the iceberg is under the water than there is above it. There's more to you. It meets the eye. The thing is, is that how do I tap into my more? All these icebergs in this room. Thinking that what you see, what you do doing now is all there is to you. Man, you got so much beneath the surface. And I believe God called me here today to call it out again. Deep speaketh. Hey, unto Deep. It's time for the best of who you are to be on display to the glory of God. <laughs> I love the commercial where the man is sitting there in the diner having a little meal with his little girl. And the phone rings and he, he says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he hangs the phone up. And the little girl says, daddy, is that your boss? He says, yes. She says, well, can't you be the boss? How about God flip that thing and you go from somebody telling you when the clock in then you telling somebody when the clock in yourself. But you got to believe for that. I speak over you that you are not a perpetual clock puncher. I don't want all that responsibility of being the boss, Pastor. I don't know. I don't want that promotion. That's too much responsibility. Too much stuff you built for that. If God called you to be the boss, trust me, baby, you built to be the boss. And anointing will be on you that's so smooth that it'll look easy to the other people. That's, how, that's why people who are not boss material start thinking they can be bosses. Because they think that they got boss. See, they think it's easy to be the boss, but see, you made out of boss material. That's why it looks so easy. Strength. Somebody say strength. 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 It is the force to accomplish a task with sufficient or more than sufficient power or ability. Watch this. He said, you know my substance. Guess what? He said, you know what you put in me. You know what you made me with. You know what I'm made of. You gave me strength to do whatever it is you put me in. Whatever situation you put me in, you gave me the strength to deal with that thing. See, that's why when, that's what it, when it came time for somebody to be tested by the enemy, on the day that the sons of God went to meet with God, Satan showed up. And he said, Satan, where you been? He said, I've been going to and fro. What you been up to? I've been seeking somebody. I've been looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody to mess up. And he said, well, hey, have you considered my servant Job? Now, notice he didn't say, so consider a bob down the street. He said, Job, why? Because Job was built for that. He didn't just put anybody up there, so could, could I tell you something if you got if you're dealing with something you built for, you built for that that thing would have crushed somebody else. Yeah. You're around here feeling weak and feeling oh, <laughs> and to stop it, look at you. Look at all you've been through and you're still here. Look at all you've been through and you still got your mind together. Look at all of that. You should have you should have been a clocked out by now and you're still here serving God. Got a job, getting promotion. Come on, y'all. I, what's wrong with us? We don't even realize how wonderfully we're made. We went through the recession and people were jumping off buildings. We went through this recession and we made pork and beans and hot dogs. Talk to me, somebody. Bought some rice, threw it on top of there with a little Wonder Bread and had dinner. While they were checking in the places for rehab, we were standing strong. Look at what you're made of. Built to last, baby. That's right. Hallelujah. I'm going to hurry up and move through this. I'm, Look at this. Jesus. So God decides to talk to Jeremiah about this whole making thing, right? And so watch this. Watch this. He says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1. He says, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Now, hold on. Wait a minute. 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 Now, the psalmist said that when I was in my mother's womb, you covered me. But now he tells Jeremiah, before, prior to shaping you in your mother's womb, I knew you. So wait a minute. I wasn't in my mother's womb. How could you know me? I didn't exist yet. This would be my question. God, I don't exist yet. Before I'm in my mother's womb, you knew me? He said, when I put you there, I knew who I was putting where. I know who I was. That's why you weren't born over there. Because you weren't meant to be. This was your assignment. Right. Right. I assigned you to that mother. Yeah. Yeah. Before, before I formed you in your mother's womb. He says what? I knew you. Stay with it now. Before you saw the light of day. Watch this. I had holy plans for you. So while you were in your mom. Through those trimesters. He says, I had a holy plan for you. See, that's why our visions got to align with God's vision. Because God said, I already had plans for you, Edward. While you were still there in your mom's womb, being protected by her, fed by her, nurtured by her, I had a plan for your life. It didn't begin when you got saved. always had a plan for you. That's why what tried to kill you couldn't kill you. That's why you got out of that car. You put that dope down. You put the lid back on that drink and you got out of that car because he always had a plan for you. I used to be getting high with my friends and talking sense. I remember, I remember, I remember talking about owning businesses, talking about being an entrepreneur. I remember talking about that stuff. And they would say, you're messing my hire up. You're killing my buzz. Because all they wanted to do was get a job like their daddy had and work on that job for 30 years and get a pension. But I had bigger plans. Now, I ain't got nothing against getting a pension. But if that's your call, that's your call. But mine is different. He made me for something else. And people laugh at me because I held many jobs. Because I thought that those were my, my places. But it wasn't until I was called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to proclaim that Jesus is Lord. To the glory of the Father that I found my place. I was all over the map. Parents, listen, don't be scared when your child... Look like they all over the place. <laughs> because the call of God will get them to the where they need to be. I know my parents wondered many a day, will that boy ever find his place? Well, mama and daddy, don't you worry. Your son has found his purpose. Well, let me keep preaching. Now, this ain't about me. This is about us. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. Listen, I called you to be a prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. But this is what Jeremiah, I said, hold it, Master. God, look at me. I don't know anything. I'm only a boy. God told me, don't say I'm only a boy. I'll tell you where to go, and you'll go there. I'll tell you what to say, and you'll say it. Don't be afraid of a soul. I'll be right there looking after you. God's decree. So God reached out, touched my mouth, and said, look, I just put my words in your mouth. Hand delivered. See what I've done? I've given you a job to do among the nations and governments a red-letter day. Your job is to pull up and tear down, take apart and demolish, and then start over building and planting. Why are we fussing with God about the call? You know you're supposed to do it, and you're arguing with God about what you can't do. Do you really want, Do you are you really made for more? Yes. God saying, I call you to do this, I call you to do that. I can't do that. I don't want to do that. God said, but you were born for this. Amen. I'm too young. God said, don't say that. I'm not smart enough. God said, don't say that. I don't have enough experience. God said, don't say that. I don't know the right people. God said, don't say that. I don't speak well. God said, don't say that. Whatever it is, God said. God's saying right there, stop. Because if I have a plan for you, I will give you whatever you need to accomplish what I called you to. You don't have to have it all. In fact, pop. No, I'm saying you got to see the picture. He up there, God, I can't. Pop. There it is. I just put my words in your mouth. Now get to it, because I've been told that wherever God guides, God provides. Ephesians two ten says, "For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath prepared." Uh, would have before ordained that we should walk in them. See, we're his workmanship, and we've been created in Christ Jesus, what? Unto good works, which God hath, what? Before ordained that we should walk in them. God has always had a plan, Rico, for you, even when you didn't know God. And I think this is the most amazing message for somebody who's unsaved to hear. God has a plan for you. Yeah. The people that come in this room and they're ready to give up. Now this is not a good message for people who are comfortable. It ain't a good sermon. But for all of y'all who have that itch, that there is something more than this. And people around you will be like, settle down. You ever had somebody trying to get you to settle down because they had settled down? What you so upset? What you so excited about? This a good job. This a good neighborhood. Yeah, that's what they say, child. If I was you, well, child, you're not me. Amen. But I appreciate it though. And you go on and keep on being you. And I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Well, why would you go through all that again? Because God called me to go through all that again. Let me go through some. Let me talk to you. Let me ask you some questions. Ask yourself, why do I have these gifts? Some of y'all have gifts you don't even use on your job. Some of you have gifts you went on your job in order to get better. There's some things God gave you you already had. You're just working on your job to hone your skills. You're tripping over the job, but what you don't understand is people paying you to train for what's next. Change your whole perspective about your job, ain't it? I'm on paid training. (laughs) I'm up in here learning how not to be a boss. I'm going to be a boss one day, but I'm watching my boss, and I'm learning how not to be a boss. So every time my boss acts stupid, I'm learning how not to be like that. When I see this organization in the structure, I'm learning. This is an organization. I know what it looks like now, so when I get my business, I will not have it looking like that. I'm going to put this over here and that over here and this over here. I'm going to build it like this here, it's all going to be predicated on the Word of God. Thank you, God, for sending me here to see what's not so I can know what is. Amen. You're meeting people that are influential and they're trying to tell you stuff. Stop. Listen. Listen. There are people trying to tell you stuff that bore you now, but it's going to bless you later. Amen. Oh, God, this message might be boring you now, but you better listen. Take your pen out, get your phone, hold it in the air, record it. You got to do what you want to do. You better do what you better do. You better not depend on pod You better get it now because it may bore you now, but it'll bless you later. Because if you got something in you that's telling you that that's bigger and better, this word is going to make sense to you in a minute. But if you're okay with where you are, it don't make no sense. I'm good, pastor. Okay, be good. But I need to speak to the people who aren't. Why do I have this gift? Why can't why can I, can I do this? This had nothing to do with what I do to make a living. Why am I good at all this stuff? Raise your hand if you're multi-talented. Come on, put, it, put them up. Look at all these multi-talented people all around this room. Why did God give me all of these? Did he just give me these so I could just know I have them? Am I supposed to be doing something with this? Boy, I know y'all, I'm sickening, but I'm going to keep being sick. I, he gave me this. I can do this. And no problem. I can do stuff in 15 minutes and take people an hour to do. Why am I so good? And here I am just doing this as favor for people. You're just doing it. You're giving away. You're giving away as a favor what God gave you as a source of. Anybody else ask them to do that, they got to pay for it. Jesus, help me in here. Why am I good at this? Why am I good at this? Those gifts are new territory to be conquered. They're new territory to be conquered. That's what those gifts are. They're new territory to be conquered. Here's what I want to say to you. Listen to me clearly. Don't settle by the Jordan. See, Israel's vision stopped at the Jordan. When they got across the Jordan, they was happy as they could be. They started singing, and having church, and they were just, oh, Lord, we made it across the Jordan. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, on the other side. And while they were singing, Joshua was looking at Jericho. While they were having praise service and glad just to be on the other side of the river, Joshua said, there's something else. I feel it. Oh, some of y'all, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You have that Joshua spirit that even though you should be celebrating where you are, you're glad for where you are. But something in you saying there's something more than just this. Amen. Can you see them just glad and they're they, they, they just gonna stay right there and raise the kids? Matt, that's what they're going to do. they raise the kids on the other side. And they're going to say, baby, look, I want you to see where we came over. Look at that. We came over there. That's what we Look at that river, baby. Look at that river. That, 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 the, the priest put their feet in the water. And the water just went back and we walked back on. Look at, look at what God, hey, look at what God did. And the kids will be like, but yeah, mom and dad, why didn't we go any further? I don't know. I just kind of settled here. Settled. Here. When God has already said, you can have all of that. I'm almost done. John 10.10 says, amplified, you got to see this. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. Hmm. You know, there's more than one way to kill, steal, and destroy If you can get somebody to believe that they're less than what they are, you ain't got to kill them. They'll just die in place. (laughs) If you could kill somebody's spirit, you ain't got to mess with their body. They'll never do anything. That's why people use so many crazy words. Because they use the word to kill your spirit. You can't do that. You don't have enough magic education for that. See, that's what they do. They use, they use words to kill your spirit because they know if they can kill your spirit, your body will stay in place. And your trajectory will even out. So be careful what you say about yourself. Quit calling yourself your situation. Quit calling yourself your sickness. I have depression. I don't have no depression. I have depressive thoughts. Right. I don't have no depression. Amen. You, you can have it. I, don't, I ain't taking Amen. it. No, 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 no. You got to learn how to do this thing. You got to learn how to do this thing. He says, he says, I came that they might have and enjoy life and live it how? In abundance to the full until what? It overflow. Is your life overflowing? If it's not, you need to go get it. Yes, Is, uh, do you just have life? Are you just making it? Are you okay? I'm a survivor. No, you're supposed to be an overcomer more than a conqueror. That's all came out. Women all over. That's my anthem, girl. I'm a survivor. A survivor just barely made it. God didn't call you to barely make it. God called you to be an overcomer. Somebody shout, I'm more than a conqueror. I didn't just get by. I blew by, baby. How you doing? I'm holding on. Well, while you hold on, I'm going to live on. We say stuff and don't even understand the power of what we're saying. Hey, man, what's going on? I'm here. I'm here. Another day in paradise. It's a job. Now pray for it. Ask God for it. Fast it for it. Ask the pastor to pray that you get it. And now it's work. How was work today? It was work. That's all it'll ever be, because that's what you named it. Amen. It'll never become a better, broader, more satisfying experience, because it can only be what you call it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank let's you, let's 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 take this home. It's eleven thirty-six. It's time to run. Everybody, say, "I know my worth." Don't sound like it. Say, I know, my worth. I know my worth. You got to know your own value. Yeah, that's right. The value placed on you is the fact that Jesus gave his son to redeem you. Yeah. That makes you valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Whether other people see it or not, you need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. We quit jobs because people don't recognize our value. I told you some people don't know good when they see it. You take me to one of those fancy places in New York, one of those art exhibits, I don't know, I don't know that. I think three dollars playing poker is great. Velvet Elvis looks good to me. You take me to, they have something brown with all them squiggly lines, and they say, that's $100,000. I'm like, shoot. Ain't no way I'm we'll pay $100,000 for a squiggly lines. Well, I'm not an art guy, but an art guy can tell me. Some people aren't able to recognize what's in you, Ed. And if you're looking for them to tell you, you're going to be sad and upset for a long time, son. God already spoke over you. I'm not just talking to Ed. I'm talking to everybody in here. You're waiting on somebody to validate you. You already validated. Fearfully and wonderfully, baby. God made me. Don't make jump. So I must be quality. Made me for a purpose. I may not suit yours. Maybe that's not the reason I'm here. Y'all with me? Yeah. Somebody say, I know my worth. Say, I know my, purpose. I, know my purpose. I know my purpose. I know my purpose. I know I'm supposed to fulfill the will of God. That's what I'm here for. Whatever it is God wants me to do, that's what I'm here for. If you don't know your purpose, if you don't know why God put you here, you need to begin to pray and ask God, why did you put me here? What do you want me to do, God? What's real, What am I really here for? Why, did you, why, why really did you give me this job that's out of my league? Did you put me here just to make a whole lot of money or did you put me here to impact somebody's life? Am I an evangelist on this job? Am I an evangelist and an engineer? Am I an engineer evangelist? Am I an evangelist on the port? Am I an evangelist in my truck? Why did you really put me here? Whose life do you want me to impact? Who do you want me to tell about Jesus, huh? Who do you want me to pray for? Who do you want me to, come on, y'all. Who do you want me to encourage today? Who do you want me to hug today? Because it's not just about me, God. You planted me here for a reason, and it's bigger than a paycheck. What's my purpose? What's my purpose, God? Why did you plant me here? Why are you so good to me? Why did I get this? This is a great job, God. I couldn't have got this on my own, so you put me here for a reason. I know, I know I'm here. I know I'm here ahead of people who have more education than me, have more experience than me, but yet you dropped me off up in here. You put me here for a reason. God, show me my purpose in this place. Doing 10 times better than my mom and my daddy and my granddaddy. My my grandparents wish they could live like I'm living. Why did you do all this for me? Anybody know what I'm talking about? They prayed for days like this. Why are things so good for me? Why do I have a 401k, 403b, huh? Why do I have investments? Come on, talk to me, somebody. Why do I have, why am I so blessed? I got purpose. And the purpose is not for me to stack my, my chips and make cheddar. And earn that bread. Talk to me, somebody. Somebody say, I know who I am. I know who I am. But say, But I also know who I am not. And I also know who I am not. I'm going to tell you, you need to know who you're not. Because you need to know that because you, you'll be able to identify when people are trying to get you to be something you, right. you're not supposed to be. Amen. That is equally important to knowing who you are. Some people don't worry about who they're not, but you better know. Say amen. You need to know who you're not. You need to know who you are. You need to know who, God, know who God made you to be so that you don't try to be somebody else. You don't try to get into a role that doesn't fit you, that you're not suited for, that you're not built for. So you got to stay in your lane. You got to stay in your lane. Somebody say your lane, your lane, your lane. Don't worry about what's going on in lane two. You in lane one. Do what you do. Come on here, somebody. Do what you do. This is, your, this is your lane. This is where you flow. You good here. Don't go over there. Don't you switch lanes because that's not what you're called to. And don't let nobody convince you. You're supposed to do that. Right. It's got to be God telling you. It's got to be because God knows what you're made for. Let me hurry. Joel Osteen in his book, The Power of I Am, yeah. he states that whatever follows those two simple words, which are I am, will determine what kind of life you will live. So when you say I am, that determines what kind of life you will live. Listen to what else he says. He says, Whatever follows, I am, will eventually find you. So I was sitting down, Portia, thinking about this am, I am thing, and the Lord said, first, I want to let you know who you're not. So I said, Well, Lord, okay, Lord, who am I? Who, I, who am I not? So he says, write this down I am not a failure. I am not my past. I am not my condition. I am not what people who don't know my potential call me. I am not who or what people want me to be. I am not what happened to me. I am not the sickness. I am not the experience. I am not the anxiety or the depression. I am not the neighborhood I grew up in. I am not. I am not the relationship that didn't work. I am not. I am not the job that I got fired from. I am not. I am not that. I failed, but I am not a failure. I messed up, but I am not messed up. So then I say, okay, okay God, who, who are we then? Who are we? He says, I am a child of the most high God. I am more than a conqueror. I am brilliant. I am talented. I am an overcomer. I am a man, a woman of faith. I am blessed. I am saved. I am sanctified. I am Holy Ghost filled. I am healed. I am a possessor of the abundant life. I am a citizen of the kingdom. I am everything God says I am and whatever he promised is possible for me. Somebody shout, I am a child of the most high God. Say, I am blessed. Say, I am brilliant. I am am creative. am creative. I am not what the enemy says. I am not what my life has looked like up to this point. And it's not up to people to look deeper. It's up to you to look deeper. Because people hope may never see they may never see but god has seen yeah. mother some people have seen and they don't like what they saw in order and in order to kill what they saw i wish i had a witness some people do see your potential and they're scared of you thank you holy ghost and that's why they keep telling you, you can't do it. Yes. But whose report are you going to believe? On, the of the Lord. you going to believe God? Yes. Or you going to believe them? No. Are you going to believe what you see? Because we've been taught not to believe what we see. For we walk by faith, faith and not by sight. And the last thing coming up on the screen, I will not sell myself short. I will not sell myself short. I will not not just sit here and let life be what life be. Not if God created me for more. See, the thing about expansion is expansion is scary because it's got us launching into new areas all over again. Pastor Robeson told a story about buying that new building, and he said, Paul, he said, you know the thing about being successful to a degree is you start getting comfortable at that degree of success. He said, then when God start trying to get you to go beyond that, you start thinking, well, God, I just got here. This is good. This is cool. I like this. I can pay the bills at this level without a problem. I got a little bit of a savings. And God's saying, no, but do you remember the days when you had nothing? And how you believed me. And how you would launch out at a word. And now, when I tell you to launch, we got to have conversations. Now you telling me what you got to lose. But don't you understand, I gave you what you got to lose. Your obedience got you to this. What can your next obedience get you to? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. And we bless you and we honor you. We magnify you in this place. We recognize that we are made for more. You made us for more. We're not supposed to settle for just being and just existing and just duplicating what we've seen other people do. But you made us for a specific and a special purpose. You knew who we were supposed to be before we were in our mother's womb you had a plan for us and it was very specific and it was very exact so God revealed that plan to us and don't only reveal the plan to us so that we can align our vision with yours but give us the capacity and the faith to act on what you show us and what we believe is our reality in you and then God and only then when we move on your vision we will see the manifestation and the reality of what you promise, and that will be new territory thank you God that this year there will be the conquering of new territories for your people and that the gifts and the skills and the abilities that you've given to these wonderful people will begin to manifest in new ways and they'll take new territory unafraid to start businesses that you put in their spirit unafraid to launch out into new areas God of their destiny because it'll be to your glory because when they're there it's not about money it's about purpose it's about placement it's about your will So thank us, God, that we see bigger than what the world sees. Lord, thank you that we'll see purpose and plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord praise.